My name is Padraig Tuma, and in the last few days there's been a few things that have gotten me down a bit. Somebody that I know is ill, and then I got news that a poetry thing I'd applied for, I hadn't been successful in getting it. And in the context of all of this, I turned to poetry because over and over again, it's the creativity at the heart of poetry that alerts me to the question of what does it mean to nurture the heart with enough creativity and the excitement of language and something that sets me alight. What does it mean to do that in order to be able to bring myself with energy and hope and not a kind of an overwhelming sense of despair to questions about how I can be in the world around me? Rings of Fire by Craig Santos Perez, Honolulu, Hawaii. We host our daughter's first birthday party during the hottest April in history. Outside, my dad grills meat over charcoal. Inside, my mom steams rice and roasts vegetables. They've travelled from California, where drought carves trees into tinder. Paradise is burning. When our daughter's first fever spiked, the doctor said, it's a sign she's fighting infection. Bloodshed surges with global temperatures which know no borders. If her fever doesn't break, the doctor continued, take her to the emergency room. Airstrikes detonate hospitals in Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, South Sudan. When she crowned, my wife said, it felt like rings of fire. Volcanoes erupt along Pacific fault lines, sweltering heat waves scorch Australia. Forests in Indonesia are raised for palm oil plantations. Their ashes flock like ghost birds to our distant rib cages. Still, I crave an unfiltered cigarette, even though I quit years ago and my breath no longer smells like my grandpa's overflowing ashtray. His parched cough still punctures the black lungs of cancer and denial. If she struggles to breathe, the doctor advised, give her an asthma inhaler. But tonight we sing happy birthday and blow out the candles together. Smoke trembles as if we all exhaled the same flammable wish. So the first thing that came to my mind when I read this poem was how brilliantly it goes back and forth between something that's happening at a child's birthday party and then that child's arrival in the world and that child's precarious health situation with having had a fever and looking at the rising temperatures around the world, looking at all kinds of different locations through the lens of that child and going back and forth between the global setting of the poem and then the tiny setting of the poem for this small child, I thought was a very clever piece of irony, a very interesting lens, really, through which to look at the question of climate change in the world. This is a classic eco-poem. 
An eco poem is a poem about nature that is looking at the question of the environment and also looking at the question of environmentalism. What does it mean to pay attention to what's going on, to be alert to what's going on, not just for the sake of describing something beautiful, but in a certain sense of trying through the art of the poem to get the attention of people in order, hopefully, that they will pay attention through the poem to something bigger than the poem i.e. the question of human habitation on this planet. So Craig Santos Perez is a native Chamorro from Mong Mong in Guam. He lives in Hawaii now and he teaches at the University of Hawaii and he teaches eco-poetry and creative writing and Pacific literature. Being located in Hawaii, a beautiful place, an island meeting place of fire, air and water. It's an elemental place. This poem has a setting that's local, a child's first birthday party in Hawaii and the poet's parents have um, flown over from California to be there for part of it. There's a real domestic scene, you know, the father's grilling, the mother's roasting vegetables, then there's the words from his wife where she speaks about having given birth to this child a year beforehand and saying that when she'd crowned, it had felt like rings of fire and the daughter's temperature spikes. In a certain sense, Craig Santos Perez is highlighting the fact that the whole world is his daughter and his daughter is the whole world. And that, I think, is a really interesting poetic technique to find a way where he is through love, through adoration of his child, through the reality that she will live longer than he will and through the reality that he wishes her to have a world that's safe and where fever isn't spiking globally. He is locating us in his love for his daughter and his love for his broader family and hoping that the combination of looking at the whole world through the lens of a love of a parent for their one-year-old daughter might be a way where the question about environmental disaster and rising temperatures can be considered in a new light, perhaps particularly for those who don't wish to pay attention to that. And I think one of the things that this poem is doing is saying that if the earth were your child, how would you care for that child with love? He doesn't wrap this poem up neatly at the end to say, you know, it'll all be fine. But nor does he wrap up this poem uncomfortably in the end to say, abandon hope, all you who read this poem. He is holding together a precarity and deeper than that, I think, a profound love in the hope that there can be a gathering together for doing something serious and long-lasting in order to ensure a future for his love as well as for the love that he and his spouse have for their daughter. There's a pivot that's really worthwhile mentioning in this poem in as much as we're thinking of the worry about this child and her first fever. You know, the doctor said that her fever was a sign she's fighting infection. He's holding up the earth and the global temperature rising, almost like the earth too is fighting infection. 
And then with affection, but also critique, he mentions his grandfather, his grandfather's overflowing ashtray. And he speaks about that man's parched cough still punctures the black lungs of cancer and denial. And he's critiquing the question to say, you're living with something that's killing you and you're in denial of that fact through the lens of his family, people who he loves. He's wanting to say, we need our love to do better. We need to make serious changes in order to do better. So often in poetry, what you're looking for is that the poem can hold its own kind of tension. It's like if you're tying a knot, you need the knot to not be too tight, but also not too loose. And so poetry, in a certain sense, is a kind of a knot with words. And over and over again in this poem, what Craig Santos Perez does is to raise the stakes of the question of environmental change, as well as then raise the stakes about, is your daughter going to be okay? Back and forth, we go from forest fires around the world and ash raining down and then back to the question about his child and the birthday party and blowing out candles. And then he's wishing he could have a smoke, having decided to give up and then back again to the question of the environmental change. And so there's this tension between the individual and the global. Time and place are everywhere throughout this poem. The poem is set in Honolulu in Hawaii. And then his parents have travelled from California. There's a hospital. And then there's all these other places around the world mentioned. Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, South Sudan, and Pacific fault lines in Australia and Indonesia. And he's pairing together places that have become synonymous in the last 10 years with questions to do with war for people. But by pairing those together with other places where people maybe don't associate war, he's saying all of this might in the future and might even in the present be places where climate emergencies are exacerbating conflict. And then there's time as well. He's saying it's a year since his daughter was born and it's the hottest April in history and it's the time of forest fires in California. And by holding together place and time, I think he is wanting to hold together an ethic about what does it mean to be in the here and now. There's nothing abstract in his poem. There's nothing ideological even. There is evidence and there is the question of how is this world going to continue? And there is the undergirding presence of love throughout this poem. And so I think in partnership with Time and Place, he is hoping that love and some kind of cooperation between individuals as well as large-scale governments and corporations can be enough to sustain time and place. Rings of Fire by Craig Santos Perez Honolulu, Hawaii we host our daughter's first birthday party during the hottest April in history. Outside, my dad grills meat over charcoal. Inside, my mom steams rice and roasts vegetables. They've travelled from California, where drought carves trees into tinder. Paradise is burning. When our daughter's first fever spiked, the doctor said, it's a sign she's fighting infection. 
bloodshed surges with global temperatures which know no borders. If her fever doesn't break, the doctor continued, take her to the emergency room. Airstrikes detonate hospitals in Yemen, Iraq, Afghanistan, South Sudan. When she crowned, my wife said, it felt like rings of fire. Volcanoes erupt along Pacific fault lines, sweltering heat waves scorch Australia. Forests in Indonesia are raised for palm oil plantations. Their ashes flock like ghost birds to our distant rib cages. Still, I crave an unfiltered cigarette, even though I quit years ago and my breath no longer smells like my grandpa's overflowing ashtray. His parched cough still punctures the black lungs of cancer and denial. If she struggles to breathe, the doctor advised, give her an asthma inhaler. But tonight we sing happy birthday and blow out the candles together. Smoke trembles as if we all exhaled the same flammable wish. Thank you to Craig Santos Perez, who gave us permission to use his poem, Rings of Fire, from the book Habitat Threshold. Read the poem on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Gotham Shrikishan, Aaron Kalasako, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, and me, Chris Hegel. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Shrikishan and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett, Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen, or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota.